Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Alexio, and this is the BJ Bus episode number three. I did do an episode yesterday, but the recording got deleted from my phone, so I am doing two and one today. Two prospects, not just one. One being Andrew Gillette, the other, Patrick Cantwell. I'm also going to be talking about the Buckholes and Norris signing, and what I think of Grichuk platooning with Morales at DH helps free up the situation we got going on in the outfield. I'm going to be also focusing on second baseman Devin Travis and newly signed infielder Freddie Galvis. I'm going to be talking about the game between the Phillies and the Blue Jays, the Pirates and the Blue Jays, and the Braves, all on today's podcast on the BJ Bus. As well, I'm going to be giving you two more terms from the Dixon Baseball Dictionary. Thanks for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Alexio, here on the BJ Bus. Let's start things off with the games. Today, the Jays played the Pirates and the Braves in split squad action. In the bottom of the eighth, Logan Warmouth, prospect for the Blue Jays, tied up the game. He was a first-round pick in 2017 to play shortstop. In the other game, the Jays lost 4-3 against the Braves. Jonathan Davis and Lourdes Goriel hit back-to-back home runs in the first, while Hector Perez took the loss in the bottom of the ninth due to a wild pitch. And yesterday's game against the Phillies, the Jays lost 11-5 with Giles taking no outs, three walks, and four earned runs. That's going to be talked about in the Bud Norris segment. Jay Spring training record is sitting at one win, five losses, and one tie. Let's start things with the Buckholes and Norris signing. I think these are two great signings for the Blue Jays. Jays went out and got these guys yesterday, both on minor league deals. And if they make the majors, they will be getting $3 million apiece. Clay Buckholes is a solid mid-rotation pitcher who last season pitched with the Diamondbacks in 98 innings, had a 7-2 record. But his most impressive stat last season with the Diamondbacks was his whip. He had a 1.03 whip last season with the Diamondbacks. This is a guy who used to be a rival playing against the Jays for the Red Sox of all people. I remember some battles that they had together. Boy, were they nasty. But Buckles comes in as a solid mid-rotation starter with one of the best curveballs in the game. I think this was a great addition to the team. Adds a little bit more spice to camp now that there's one more guy fighting for a spot on this rotation. I really liked the signing when I heard of it yesterday at the Phillies game. Not as excited as all the Phillies fans with the Bryce Harper signing. Boy, were they screaming. But yeah, Buckholes and Norris, they signed yesterday with the Blue Jays. Buckholes is really going to make a play to be on this roster, especially after what we've seen yesterday. There is a very solid chance that Buckholes could come into this rotation at the 4 or 5 spot. Now the Norris signing was the most interesting of the day. Ken Giles came into the game yesterday. During that time, he gave up 3 walks, had 4 earned runs, and got no men out. It's interesting because Bud Norris last season had 28 saves for the Cardinals and pitched to a 3.04 ERA. It's definitely adding to the competition here in spring training right now because the bullpen could use some work. Both Buckles and Norris, I see making the opening day roster with this team. Buckles, like I said, being a starter. Norris coming out of the pen, competing for that closer spot on this roster. Norris is even a solid setup man. So if they have a one-two punch of Norris and Giles, I actually like the idea of having the two of them on the roster together. Now for me, one of the most interesting things that i seen at the Phillies game was Grichuk in the DH. He played DH in back-to-back games. Now, yes, the one was a rainout. But some people are thinking that Grichuk is hurt. Meanwhile, I really like the idea of Grichuk and Morales both playing together on the DH position this season. Also frees up a spot in the outfield. 
where you could have both Pompey and Teoscar Hernandez. There's quite a bit of competition now here in camp as guys are fighting to be on this opening day roster. With Morales possibly leaving next year and Grichuk being a left-handed batter, I actually really like the idea of Grichuk playing in the DH position because, like I said, it opens a spot in the outfield for guys like Teoscar, Dalton, Pilar if he's back next season, and even for Billy McKinney to play in the outfield. And hey, don't forget about Lourdes Gurriel. He can also play the outfield for this team. So there's a lot of aspects that this team could have a wide variety in the outfield, including the next player I'm going to be talking about, our very own second baseman, Devin Travis. Charlie Montoyo even said that it's looking like Devin Travis could play a little bit in left field. Devin Travis last season had 83 hits and 357 at-bats, had 11 home runs, batted 232 with 44 RBIs. His slugging percentage was 381. Now, Devin Travis has fallen off a little bit since 2015 and 16. 2017 for him was a hard year because he often dealt with injuries. But it's very possible that we could see Devin Travis. If Devin Travis performs the way that he can, him and Freddie Galvis up the middle, that's a nice little one-two punch we got going on, much similar to the one we got with the potential of Danny Jansen and Reese McGuire. Devin's one of those guys who could very easily hit for over 15 home runs and get over 60 RBIs if he's healthy all season. With that, I'm going to move on to Freddie Galvis. Freddie Galvis is actually the active leader in games played right now, playing in a straight 325. Now, he is a mid-200s hitter. Last season, he batted 246. Over the last four years, though, he did have 47 stolen bases. This is a guy who's going to be playing at short this season on a one-year, $4 million deal, and he's a defensive stud. He's quick on his feet, quick to the glove, and the way he reacts to the ball, he's one of the best in the game on the infield. So I'm not surprised that the Jays brought him in to play alongside Devin Travis. Those two guys have great potential to play together. Now let's move on to the prospect watches for the day. I got two of them, Andrew Gallette and Patrick Cantwell. Andrew Gallette is a 5'8", 170-pound outfielder, born and raised in Louisiana, who was drafted in 2015 by the Blue Jays in the 32nd round. In 2015, he played A-ball with Vancouver. 16, he was with Lansing and Dunedin. 17, he moved his way up to New Hampshire and Buffalo. And in 18, he stuck with New Hampshire and Buffalo. In 2018, with New Hampshire in 108 games, in 336 plate appearances, he had 83 hits, batted 259 with his 662 OPS. But his best attribute is his arm strength and his accuracy. I mean, if you had a look at the game against the Yankees, he came in in the latter parts of the game. He got a line drive hit right to him. And when he got the ball, he threw loot strike to third to get the runner out like it was nothing, who has climbed his ways very quickly throughout the minors. And he also plays second base. There's a lot of talk about this guy being a very well-rounded utility man, much similar to Marwin Gonzalez. I really wouldn't be surprised if we could see him playing first, second, third, and the outfield in just a few seasons. The other prospect is Patrick Cantwell. He was a third-round pick for Texas in 2012. Now, he's a little bit older than most prospects at 28 years old. He spent most of his years in the minors, and right now he's the fifth catcher on the Blue Jays roster. On the same team as Andrew, in 155 plate appearances, he had 35 hits and batted a 275. He was yet to see Buffalo with the Blue Jays, but I really wouldn't be surprised if we see him playing with the Buffalo Bisons this season. Today against the Pirates, in the top of the 8th, he blocked two key balls today, and those two balls that he blocked today saved the Jays from losing the game. If you watch how this guy plays baseball, you can go on YouTube and pull up some of his plays. He's a very solid defensive catcher. And Buffalo is going to be a scary team this year. Yes, it's AAA, but have a look at what Buffalo has in the system. Those guys that are going to be playing in AAA, Patrick just might be one of those guys. Uh, speaking of one gentleman today who lives in Welland and goes to more Buffalo Bisons games than he does Blue Jays, we both agreed that there's a very good chance that we could see the Buffalo Bisons being the International League champion. The Bisons are going to be stacked with tons of talent that are Major League ready. One of those guys even being Vladdy, and Bo, and quite possibly Cavan. 
So pay attention to what the Buffalo Bisons are going to do this season, ladies and gentlemen. You guys are going to follow the Blue Jays. Follow what the Bisons are going to do this season. And New Hampshire. Now you New Hampshire. Now New Hampshire. They're a team that lost their head coach, John Schneider, to the big leagues. But both New Hampshire and Buffalo are going to be very competitive minor league teams. I'm going to finish today's podcast with two terms from the Dixon Baseball Dictionary. Yesterday's podcast did not record, so I had to do it today. First one being tools of ignorance. The first one is tools of ignorance. The catcher's paraphernalia. Shin guards, chest protector, helmet, mask, and mitt. And the last term from the Dixon Baseball Dictionary today, Philadelphia Triple. Three consecutive flyouts. That's it for today's podcast, everybody. Tomorrow I'll be at Dunedin Stadium as the Jays take on the Rays in AL East action here in spring training in Dunedin, Florida. I'm your host, Alexio. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at TBJBus. Thanks for tuning in.